Okay, so what if I were to tell you that you're actually powerfully and infinitely successful, far more successful than you've ever thought or imagined? Would you agree? Well, why not? Because if you don't agree, well, that's false humility. Hey, today, how false humility is a stranger to experiencing your best life in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings, unwavering kinetic believers all over the world. Welcome back. I'm Stephen Canyon. So glad you could join us today. Email address is kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. Stephencanyon.com is the website. Hello, Miss Meg. Steve. Yes. Hey. Hi. It's a fabulous day. It really is. And oh, a question. How was yoga this morning? It was good. It was. <laughs> yeah, I only asked because you were, I think you said it was part of a new routine. Yes. You're doing. Yeah, I'm, I quite literally wake up and I've put my yoga mat right beside the bed. And so I just hop out of bed onto the yoga mat. And, and I do that because I, I can't even think, you know, I don't even have to think about it. I just do it. It doesn't even, it's not a question of am I going to do it. So you're I laying just... down, you get up and you lay back down. <laughs> Wait a right? Wait a wait a minute! It's amazing. No, I get it. That's great, and that's you know that's yeah. really a good discipline, isn't it? Well, and you know it, it, how stiff are we first thing in the morning, right? Goodness gracious, we've been mm. just laying there for eight hours. As always, hours, proud hours. of you. Oh, thanks. Well done. Thank you. By the way, home run on the tacos today. Those were good, right? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I was embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) All the noises. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those were fun. What were the ingredients? So uh, we just did the the basic corn tortilla, but I do this little special thing where when you use soft corn tortillas, Mm -hmm. you have to use two Mm-hmm. Because it can't hold, one isn't strong enough for and, the and ingredients. Way, I like the soft better than the hard. I think I do too. Yeah. yeah. But see, I do this little secret where I put a little layer of cheese in between the two tortillas to hold them together. Oh, like glue. Like glue. Cheese is yes. the glue that keeps. Yeah. So in between the two tortillas, okay. and then I just layer in, um, mm. you know, ground taco beef and grass-fed beef and mango and sriracha and avocado. In the words of your niece, oh my gorsh. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. Crazy good. It was good. Today, false humility, a stranger to the perfected life. False humility. Let's jump right in. We've got a lot to cover today. Yeah. Interesting topic. False humility, a stranger to the perfected life. You know what? We live in a thought universe. Mm, Yes, we do. The substance of all things throughout the entire universe is formed, was formed by thought. Yes. Thought. Mm-hmm. Think about that. <laughs> Think about that and create something new. <laughs> In other words, perception and awareness, consciousness is reality. <laughs> I'm laughing. Yes. One, yes. Of the, one of the reasons I just love doing this podcast is because we just, we go from tacos to <laughs> our imagined universal realities. To the tamale of the galaxies. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I can, I'm going to focus now. Such is the way of life for the kinetic believer. Yeah, I love it. Eat I love good it. And, and create. 
We live Beautiful. in a thought universe. Yes, we do. Which includes tacos, which includes, soft shells. Yes. The substance of our thoughts create our reality. Mm-hmm. And every human being was formed according to the bias of the creator. Yes. I'm setting the stage here. Yeah. Every person's constructive, creative ability to attract life and reform their circumstances was handed off to us as creative beings in the image of our Creator. The same creative abilities that our Creator has. So there are no spiritual birth defects. We don't come into this world in, with any defects at all. In other words, we don't have to go, and back, go back and rewild ourselves to unbecome some things that we came into the natural with. All of that process begins from the moment that we start making our own decisions and listening to the opinions and thoughts of negative influencers and all those things. We have to somehow unbecome that. So there are no spiritual birth defects. All of us arrived here according to a perfect plan for an advancing life. Everybody. If, if we had never made any decisions or had not been influenced by any negative influencers or negative energetics, well, all would be well. But that's not the case. So the advancing life, the advancing life, the definition of the advancing life is to promote growth, expansion, the cognitive awareness of our minds were originally intended to advance. That's that's what we were created to do. Just like a tree is supposed to grow tall. Mm-hmm. The human being was put here to advance and to grow and to develop positively, to expand toward perfected completion. The perfecting of our soul's purpose is an alignment choice that we get to make. We can choose to expand or we can choose to diminish. You know, you're talking about living in this thought-constructed universe um, and for all of us, there was a time where that was not common knowledge. That's not something that we realized. And so you have, remember the movie, The Truman Show with Jim mm-hmm. Carrey? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, at the very end when he finally walks out that door at the back of the mm-hmm. sea of the ocean mm-hmm. yeah. and supposedly into real reality, it feels like that's what happens to you as a kinetic believer. When you mm-hmm. have that moment in your life where you, you finally realize that what's in front of you is not reality it's the thought-constructed reality. Exactly. That's, that's reality. It. That's totally it. Yeah, we're just so accustomed to thinking that what you see is all there yeah. is, and that is the truth and the reality of things. So to be on the other side of that knowledge is very cool. It's just really washing over me today yeah, that we're living yeah. in that reality that is of the reality. knowing that. We live in a thought universe, and all yeah. things seen that we can see in the natural were first imagined. Mm-hmm. That's where it came from, yeah. the stuff of imaginations, the stuff of the, the original creative bias that was there before the Big Bang. So it's as though a relay race to the finish was begun by our creator running the first leg before we came into the natural. Our creator was running the race of our creation of the substance of you and me, carrying the baton of that. with a perfect run through the first leg of the race. And then imagine this, when you come into the natural, the baton of creative thought was handed off to you, Megan. Mm -hmm. It was handed off to me when we emerged into the natural. We were given that creative baton with the ability to think and imagine, to desire, to have thoughts and to speak words and to act accordingly. 
That's the creative baton handed to us by our creator. Now, while here in the land of the living, you and I are now in this relay race to the end, to the advancing of life. We're responsible for this leg of the race. We choose our constructive thoughts. We choose the words we speak. We choose our actions. It is a choice. And if you don't know what to choose, choose life. (laughs) Choose the advancing life. It is a choice. Now, why is this important? Why is this important to know this? Like you're saying, it's so exciting to know this information. Why is it important to know it? It's because the three constructive created substances that make up the whole of kinetic belief Those are the predictors. Listen, those are the predictors for what we will experience in this life and beyond. So let's let's talk about the reality-bending truth regarding what we call false humility. First of all, don't confuse being humble with that of false humility. A humble person simply appreciates their unique giftings and talents while not esteeming themselves to be above other people. You know, I, I have the, these, these creative, given, natural abilities and talents that are unique to me. And so I work on those. But guess what? I'm not better than you because those are, are me, mm-hmm. you see. Yeah. So that's a humble person. As kinetic believers, we understand that we are all co-equal creators with unique giftings. So it's the diversity of individuals defines greatness. The diversity of individuals defines greatness, not the commonality. Not, uh, you know, isn't that, isn't that the, the catch-all is for me to compare myself to you? Right. First of all, you're not me. I'm not you. So yeah. Why am why com, why compare myself to you and say, well, your giftings aren't as good as my giftings? But that's what the world does, and that's 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 where we start. That's where people begin to make the huge mistake of comparisons and commonality, and that leads to racism. It leads mm-hmm. to prejudices. It leads to false humility. It leads to all of the problems that a competitive society will heap on itself on the to the unique creative creator. Well, and how tragic that we've all been taught to taught that to appreciate a thing or to even esteem yourself or someone else is going to cause you to put everything into sort of a ranking system. Um, but as a creative, non-competitive kinetic believer, you can you realize and you learn that you can appreciate something within yourself and others deeply without there being a first and a second and a third place. Yeah, great point. The diversity of individuals defines greatness. It's mm-hmm. the what makes you different and unique. Yes, makes you great. Yeah, it makes you makes you stronger. Makes you stronger. Makes yeah. you your uniqueness makes you great. It's yeah. it's the the um, divergent self that is ultimately the most powerful version of yourself. Yes, yes. What an important thing to remember. Do you remember the movie The Big Fish? Yeah, I love that movie. Isn't that great? You, you and McGregor. Ewan McGregor, um, Albert he- Finney. Yeah. Play the dying father. Is it Ewan or Ewan? Ewan. 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 It's E W A N. Ewan. Ewan. Ewan McGregor. <laughs> I like it. Ewan McGregor. Great movie. Really good movie. Yeah, you know, in in um, it is a great movie, and it's a whopper of a 
tall tale, and it's the grandfather, or in this case, I guess it was his father. Mm-hmm. I think of your grandfather a <laughs> right. lot of times, your papa. Yeah. But, you know, he's... It's it's really just fish becoming human and humans becoming fish, and a man learns to love his father, and, and it's in a way that uh, he's never been able to do before. But um, oh, the 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 father Edward Bloom, I think, yeah, loves telling stories <laughs> from his life, and his son just grew to loathe his dad because of those stories. He, people were, would uh, fall all over themselves, friends would, mm-hmm. to hear those stories. But the son was just, he thought they were all lies. Well, yeah, he, he became so irritated because he thought he was, they were fake. Telling stories from his life. Mm-hmm. he would, And he was so good at it. Acquaintances would hang on his every word. Friends would just come in and they would just... And I think the son would overhear them laughing and and uh, being delighted by the stories. Family members would delight in it, but his son, who who was about thirty years old in the movie, wasn't amused by it at all. And and um, he was, had, I think they portrayed him as just being sick and tired of all of the exaggerations, what he thought were. Mm-hmm. Tired of the lies, and he wanted to know the truth about his dad's life. I think who his dad was. All up in years and sick, dying of, right. of cancer or something. He felt like he didn't know him, yeah. truly. So when he got word that his dad was dying, he flew home and to be there with his wife to tend to the family affairs and, and then try to get to the bottom of things and understand the truth about his dad's life. And then in the movie, what followed, by the way, this was, um, of course, the movie was made after a book. Of course. But, the uh, best movies always are, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So... What then happened was this this fantastical visual romp through the imagination of this old man remembering his life exactly how he would like to remember it. And, oh my gosh, it was a, this magical town. It was a colorful circus. And remember the gentle giant mm-hmm. in the movie and all these things, the, the conjoined twins, they were beautiful. And but the question throughout the movie was, is any of this actually real? Right. And I'm thinking, well, what is real mm-hmm. except our subjective beliefs? Right. What is reality? So in the movie, was any of it real? Does, does it even really matter if it isn't real? Mm. Okay, it mattered to the son, but did it matter to the father? And, it, and so that goes through the, the storytelling of this fantastical episode of events. And then the movie is about what's real and what's fantastic, according to the observer, what's true and what's not true, what's partially true, and how then in the end it's all true, remember, according to the subjective beliefs of the storyteller. And then Edward Bloom in the movie, the character, he just humbly shared his fantastic life with others to their delight. But, you know, it was, it was the reconciliation of the, the the father-son relationship between Edward and the son, William, which is the key theme in The, the Big Fish. So, kinetic believers, just like the storyteller, storytelling character in The Big Fish, we on purpose choose to celebrate the unique and the creative and the singularity and one-of-a-kind genius located in our experiences, our imaginations, the life that we choose to believe subjectively, adhere to, and rely on mm-hmm. as our own experiences, even if it's to the disdain of those around us or to the delight of those around us. It's your life. It's my life. Mm. 
Imagine to see it. Imagine to believe it and receive it done in your life according to your expectations. That's the fantastic life, and we celebrate that. The one-of-a-kind genius, which is it's, uh, located within the original genius of purpose, within every single human being, every person on this planet has a big fish story to tell. <laughs> Every one of us has this big fish life to live. And I would just say, resist the temptation to falsely um, uh, conjure up humility to appease those around you that would condemn you for daring to enjoy living your best life. Isn't it interesting that that's even a temptation in, in some of our lives, this idea that to make others comfortable, we need to diminish ourselves in their eyes and conversation. I remember uh, growing up, I just, I was a crazy, crazy avid reader. I was obsessed. I mean, mm. I would read hun- literally hundreds of books yeah, through the summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously that would give me a pretty decent vocabulary as a young kid. And I will never forget my first experiences of using words that, I, that were common to me um, but other kids would would laugh and think, why are you using that word? Oh, you're mm-hmm. uppity. You're stuck up. You're this, you're that. And to me, that was just normal. But it, it caused me to want to diminish the way that I spoke and sure. my vocabulary to yeah. sort of, you know, appease Absolutely. them and fit in. And that's just one small example mm-hmm. of how that works. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, you know, those are the kind of things that we are talking about when we are saying you've got to go through a period of time in your life where you are actually rewilding your emotions and rewilding yourself away from those negative influencers, those occasions in life that people were showing up and diminishing you or trying to condemn you Mm -hmm. for being authentic and uniquely uh, yourself. Well, and I love how you've always taught us to not just untether yourself from the negative um, opinions of others, but untether yourself from the positive opinions as well. Just like Georgia O'Keefe, I'm paraphrasing, yes. but she would say, compliments and criticism to me go down mm-hmm. the same drain because yes. I am who I am. Exactly. And let's move on. I mean, I just think that's a such a powerful lesson that you give Either us. way, if you need to be complimented or or if you are subject to the condemnation of others, you are beneath them. You are living a life according to the dictates of other people. Yeah. That means you're manu- you are manifesting mm-hmm. according mm-hmm. to the expectations of other people. Look, false humility is simply pridefulness in disguise. That's wow. all it is. And in other words, false humility. Which sounds counterintuitive. It, it is counterintuitive because there is a proper way to be humble, which... Which is really saying about yourself what the creator that created you says about you. Mm, Say that again. That was really good. Being humble is simply saying about yourself what the creator who created you says about you. Mm. Wow. Now, you're going to have to expand your vocabulary to agree with and align with the beauty and uh, majesty and magnificence that the creator had in mind when Mm. it fashioned you according to its its expectations and demands of its own masterpiece. That's the relay race that you began the podcast by talking about. What a perfect example. That's the baton that was handed to us. Yeah. And then what we do with it, we're either debasing it through false humility or we're going to Mm. hold it up high for everyone to see and run... Uh, with the pride of humility that mm. says 
I am fantastically created and fashioned according to the dictates and standards of the creator of the universe. You know, I love this concept too, this reminder that we, we, yes, we get everything from within. We always look within for everything that we need in life. But that's not to say that we are alone in this, because like you're saying, this is a, a give and a take with our creator. So what, what a, an amazing expanded experience that makes life when you, when you realize you're not just looking within, but you're pulling from your creator, from who you are, from within. It's this relay race. It's this interactive experience with your creator. This is so vitally important to living our best lives. This is vitally important to being able to uh, manifest and attract mm. our desires according to the highest yeah. expectations and thought forms that we could ever dare to dream. And it's so, and as you're as you're teaching us today, it's becoming apparent too that this is vital just for your basic life experiential navigation as well. This is what's going to allow you to, you know, even though you don't necessarily know what's coming, you're equipped every time something shows up. That's right. And, you know, false humility, we tend to understand that as something that's being turned towards self. But just like in the big fish, the sun, uh, you could say that in the false humility was intentionally devaluing not oneself here, but the the intentions of his father Mm -hmm. um, and his contributions in attempt to appear to be humble. You know, how dare you lift yourself up to be higher than me? Again, it's a comparison that was being done. For example, look, someone who deflects praise and admiration that they actually deserve, Mm -hmm. or someone who fishes for compliments to draw attention to themselves, uh, that's all false humility. Wow. Humble bragging, talking about how humble someone believes himself to be, you know, I'm proud of my humility. (laughs) <laughs> that's false humility. <laughs> or somebody that's demonstrating false humility by portraying themselves as, oh, I'm just helpless. Or I just, you know, um, I'm just a simple man. I, I, I lack in power. I have no power. I have no authority. Boy, <laughs> that's yeah, right. false humility. I don't believe you. <laughs> false humility in, is manipulation for a reaction from other people. That's all it is. I'm going to manipulate you in some way just to get a reaction out of you. That's false humility. I feel like you're giving us sort of like x-ray glasses to put on so that we can, you know, sort of scan our life and, and it beeps whenever it gets that's to right. someone. Like, yeah. you know, oh, yep, that yep, looked yep. that mm-hmm. looked like humility, but now all of a sudden this alarm's <laughs> going off and I can see you. I can see you now. I know what you're doing. That's empowering the kinetic believers to give you the right lens for living Mm -hmm. this life and for examining self. False humility is an action in demand of a reaction. An action in demand of a reaction. Remember, manipulation is an act of validation, which puts the creative energetics of a person under the control of other people. Just like we were saying a minute ago, looking for a compliment or or for pity, either one of those. I am needing some kind of a energetic validation from you, which means I'm under the control of you. I've lifted you up to the place of your dominion being required for the directive for my life rather than me being in control of my own life. In other words, false humility in demand of validation results in decay, not advancement. False humility and demand of validation results in decay, Mm. not in advancement. Self-deprecating humor is another form of false humility. We're all going to gather around and have a great time tonight at my expense. (laughs) We're going to sit here and make fun of me. 
false humility. To actually be humble is to acknowledge and to unconditionally love the unique genius and the one-of-a-kind purpose of one's self. In other words, look, a humble person says about themselves what the thought creator of the universe says about them. I'm going to align myself as I grab this baton for, for advancing my own life. I'm going to align myself with the positive energetics for advancing and increasing and enhancing my mind, body, spirit, and soul toward perfected completion. And I'm going to make decisions and I'm going to say things and think things and do things in alignment with what my creator would expect for my um, diverse, unique, divergent self. You know, this feels like it's going to be a big change, but at the same time, um, you know, looking to your creator for that narrative and for um, the words to use to speak about yourself, it kind of takes the pressure off. It's not what, you know, it's almost like, hey, I didn't say it. My creator said it. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. Be- you know? <laughs> and we are proud of the masterpiece that, that yes. our creator created, mm-hmm. that work of art. Why debase that? Accept the beauty of who you are for what you are mm-hmm. and be proud of that. Not because you think that you're better than anybody else, mm-hmm. but because you're just as diverse and unique and glorious as anybody else. We celebrate each other and edify each other and build each other and champion each other up. That's the proper relationship with all of humanity for the, the humble person. It also feels like this is going to make your that identity sort of bulletproof when it comes to outside influence outside influencers trying to manipulate you, tell you something about yourself that's not true, um, you know, make you uncomfortable to the point of you know devaluing yourself in some way. But this is really sort of like reinforcing that personal identity where no matter what anyone says about you, you are solid in how you see yourself. And really, none of those outside influencers matter. And and it's it gives it longevity. It's true. That's the kinetic believer aligning with their positive energetics for longevity Mm -hmm. to become bulletproof, aligning with our positive energetics. We purpose to have an attitude of gratitude. That's how we do it. I'm going to do this on purpose, regardless of what anybody says, regardless of what I see going on around me today. I am on purpose going to have an attitude of gratitude in all things, not for all things, (laughs) but in all things. As things tend to happen, I'm always grateful. Now, kinetic believers purpose to be grateful and thankful for all the people who've contributed to our success in life. And, you know, just like the person, and we've said this before, you know, if you're going to blame people for the bad stuff in your life, well, you better be prepared to give them credit for the good things. The best thing to do is to get out from underneath anybody being responsible for anything about you. Just leave that influence behind. Leave it behind and take full responsibility because guess what? Full responsibility has been given to each one of us, regardless of how strongly you may want to be a victim. Mm. Or how strongly you may want to to blame a, a government or a person or anybody else or a faction for the life that you're living right now. Ultimately, responsibility for the life that you're living is going to be on your shoulders. Why? Because you have the creative ability to change circumstances by aligning your energetics, by 
creating an unwavering vortex of energy that's going to change circumstances according to your desires. And I love that you told us to create that vortex by simply having that attitude of gratitude. And anytime we talk about gratitude, I always feel sort of a sense of, of excitement and even relief because gratitude always feels very simple. I love simple answers, very straightforward, concrete answers. If something is broken in the kinetic believers process, just start being grateful. Just start activating that gratitude. It's just this sort of cure-all for this process, which I just, I love that. (laughs) I love how simple and straightforward that is. The key for remaining grateful is to always be grateful for whatever you've imagined within. Mm -hmm. Going back to the original purpose of your genius, the thing that's on the inside of us, that's where our gratitude rests. We're not grateful for what we see. We're grateful for what we've imagined to see on the inside. And then what you do see is going to change to align with what you've imagined to see gratefully. Wow. All of us have been given the inalienable right to use authority and dominion for creative purposes. Now, we don't abuse our authority. We don't abuse our dominion. We hold the power lightly. For example, you know, in a competitive society, and especially here in the United States, titles are given pretty frequently. You know, I've got a PhD, I'm a doctor, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm the governor, I'm the president, I'm the general manager, I'm the secretary, I'm the captain, well, I'm the first mate. <laughs> titles, titles, title, everywhere a title. They're a title, here a title, everywhere a title. <laughs> and no, all these new titles and no raises. <laughs> yeah, right. Look, titles come and go, and kinetic believers hold things loosely mm. while we have them. We use titles for doing good, but we don't trust in man's given authority and titles in order to bring any kind of lasting fulfillment and significance. This is being humble. Kinetic believers accept praise when it comes graciously. And when somebody compliments a kinetic believer, stir yourself up to remember to simply say thank you and appreciate the recognition. Mm. Don't struggle with it. Don't fight it. <laughs> Go, oh, no glory here. You know, all that, that's false humility. Yeah. And you're underneath that. You lose your constructive, imaginative uh, ability to manifest when you do those things. It makes me think about um, as uh, as women when uh, when you get a compliment on a cute skirt, and for some reason we have to go, thanks, it was five dollars. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> you know, you devout, you're debasing yourself. That's yeah. false humility. Thanks, I got it. Doesn't I just found it on the side that. of the road. Yeah, Thank that's you. a great point. Look, being graciously humble doesn't mean devaluing <laughs> your skirt. It doesn't mean devaluing your accomplishments. Right. Just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you very yes. much. Love who you are. Love who you were created to be. Fall deeply, passionately, unconditionally in love with who you are. And now this is the dilemma of functioning in a competitive society. That's what we're talking about today. We, all of us, live in a world that says that it values humility. However, the conundrum is that typically... In order to get the promotion, it appears like, you know, we've got to engage in constant self-promotion. We've got to say, well, I'm the best. Mm. 
in order to get the promotion. That is a creative trap that will prevent us from living our best lives and from manifesting the advancing of our mind, body, and soul. Don't fall for the trap of false humility It's a, as a way to balance all of those competing demands. It is a trap. It will lead to failure. It will lead to becoming average and common. Why do you think it's so tempting in society, in relationship with people, to want to diminish yourself to make that person or that situation more comfortable? Why is that? Why does that feel natural? What's the cause of that? Commonality. And it is wanting mm. to fit in. It's wanting to find a faction. It's wanting to be part of a group. It's wanting, it's seeking validation wow. and approval of others. Which is, of course, as we know, kinetic believers, that is the incorrect way to advancing our lives, to live our best life, and to manifesting prosperity. So, you know, it, that's interesting because all of a sudden that's really revealing that a willingness to stand out, to be different, to, to be seen as unique and completely different from the herd is going to be a requirement to doing this and to being a kinetic believer successfully. We're a half step there. And now to complete that step, we understand that that is, like you're saying, that is correct, but it is still not the motive. We have to be careful when it comes to the motive. The outcome of being a successful kinetic believer is, yes, you'll be a standout because you're peculiar. You're not following the suit of everyone else. We're not looking to fit in. Mm -hmm. We're not looking to fit out. We're just looking within to be original and to celebrate the uniqueness of self. Kinetic believers don't direct the focus to themselves intentionally. The focus of the outward expression of life for the successful kinetic believer is to imagine ways to focus on serving other people to use your gifts to better humanity, to serve others with a genius of purpose given by our Creator. And then humility is not thinking less of yourself. Humility is thinking about yourself less. Less than you ordinarily would. Thinking about yourself for the purpose of uh, celebrating and edifying and lifting up your creative, unique giftings. But then when it comes to interaction with the world around us, we're not, we're not turning the focus of the genius of our purpose for everybody else to see. We're thinking about others, and we're thinking about how we can serve others. Gratitude is the most powerful course corrector for creative humility. Gratitude for the giftings that you have. But I'm not going to show up... Um, in in the crowd of 200 people to go, look at me, everybody, (laughs) all eyes on me. Aren't I wonderful? (laughs) Am I not just magnificent? Gather around, take a ticket. You first, sir, step right up. No. However, the diversity of this utopia where everyone is celebrated as they should be, as our creator imagined us all to be, What a wonderful place. Well, and that's an important distinction that you're making, that you don't pursue this with the the motive of standing out of the crowd. However, that is a likely byproduct of of inhabiting that original source of energy. Yeah. Again, when you walk through a gallery... Uh, like we did in D.C. not long ago, and mm-hmm. you go to the, the, the an art museum, mm-hmm. and you're going through there, and you are celebrating each work of art on those walls. Yeah. That's how it should be at a social gathering. Yes. Every single person, a, a masterpiece, a mm-hmm. work of art, yourself included. 
Yeah. You're not the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. Well, you might be, but you're not the Mona Lisa. But there is one in the crowd, and yet we're all being celebrated for the diversity that we represent. Wow. Gratitude by itself, look, it keeps the kinetic believer moving toward the substance of manifesting their desires. Gratitude keeps the kinetic believer from turning away from what we are uh, attracting. Now, I'm going to let you in on today's mystery secret for living your best life. Everybody pay attention for just a second. Here's a great secret I'm going to reveal to you today. There is a law of gratitude which does not fail. The law of gratitude is the universal and natural principle that action and reaction are always equal. Action and reaction are always equal and in opposite directions. In other words, draw close to your creator and your creator will draw close to you. Draw close to your passion and your passion will draw close to you. Draw close to the one you love and the one you love will draw close to you. That is the law of gratitude. This is the law of gratitude which never fails. Ernest Hemingway said, There is nothing noble in being superior to your fellow man. True nobility is being superior to your former self. Wow. For the kinetic believer, this is a journey. Mm. We're becoming better every day. We're advancing every day, mind, body, spirit, and soul, becoming superior to our former self, not to our fellow man. And what a, what a beautiful representation that is of of celebrating all progress, celebrating all forward momentum, because no matter what we're doing, we're moving away from who we used to be. We're, we're rewilding, we're unbecoming, and we're moving in the, in the right direction. And like you always tell us, this isn't overnight. This is a lifelong, even eternal journey that we are all on, and every single step in the right direction should be celebrated. A way of life for the kinetic believer. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Mm. False humility, a stranger to the perfected life. Let's work on some imaginations this, and highest viewpoints. This went by really fast. It really did. <laughs> yeah. Like, whoa. We're do we have done. to quit? I know. Well, let's keep talking. <laughs> well, maybe we will. Okay. Let's, let's do this first. Yeah. Imagine the life that you're experiencing right now is as fantastic as the life you've imagined to live on purpose. Just like in the big fish, imagine that your life is amazing and it is one of a kind and it is unique. It's not like anybody else's life. How is it unique? See it right now in its fullest form. Imagine you dare to dream what what the life you dare to experience uh, is actually manifesting right now. Dare to see it happening. Imagine it that it is. Regardless of what's going on in the world around you, see your dreams being made manifest. Now imagine thinking bigger, larger about yourself than you have ever dreamed of before. Who are you now? Not who were you? Who have you become? What do you look like? How, how wealthy are you? Where do you live? What does the place that you're living in look like? Who's with you? Imagine it. See it. See it already as having come to pass. Now, humble yourself to accept your greatness as you've imagined it to be. 
And remember, look, it's false humility to think any less of yourself than what you've just imagined. Now say this, I will control my ego. I will control my ego. I'll develop a good level of humility. I will develop a good level of humility. I'm beginning to feel more naturally confident. I'm beginning to feel more naturally confident. Right now. Right now. I'm transforming. I'm transforming. Into someone with a healthy self-esteem. Into someone with a healthy self-esteem. I'm confident. I'm confident. Without needing to brag. Without needing to brag. Every day I'm gaining control over my ego. Every day I'm gaining control over my ego. Others are beginning to notice. Others are beginning to notice. What I am naturally. What I am naturally. And purposefully. And purposefully. Comfortably. Comfortably. Becoming. Becoming. According to. According to. Who I expect to be. Who I expect to be. (laughs) And I'll develop true self-respect. And I will develop true self-respect. More and more. More and more. Every day. Every single day. I'm beginning to feel. I'm beginning to feel. More confident about myself. More confident about myself. As I'm affirming this. As I'm affirming this. Guess what? Guess what? I am more confident. Hey, I am more confident. It's happening to me right now. It's happening to me right now. I'm expressing my natural self-confidence. I'm expressing my natural self-confidence. I'm becoming fearless. I'm becoming fearless. Guess what? Guess what? It's becoming easy. It's becoming easy. That's it. No more false humility. Mm. Advancing to experience our best lives. Wow. What a beautiful concept. You know, we talk a lot about outside influencers and people in our lives that maybe they're not doing the whole kinetic belief thing. Um, and so, you know, that's what makes it so nice to be a part of the kinetic belief community, to be connected to like-minded people, whether it's through the Facebook group or to know that you're one of the thousands of people working on that guided journal, just knowing that you're part of that collective Uh, thought process is I just think that feels so good once you are a qualified kinetic believer truly you have entered into a group of of believers that do celebrate and champion and edify and encourage each others for who we are not who we think we want to be but who we are Mm -hmm. which is who we are according to the dictates and standards of infinite possibilities of greatness yes already made manifest Mm -hmm. And I see you as that. And I see Victor as that. And Pam and Carolyn and Roger and Tom and Bob and Cindy and Samantha and all of the kinetic believers all over the world. Yes. In the same way. Mm. Dynamically diverse, powerful people capable of manifesting life as they desire it to be. And as we're recording the podcast, as we're working through these things, having these conversations, I always have this strong sense of, you know, we are the whole universe and we are energy. And I always do have this sense that we are energetically connected to everyone as we're talking as they're listening we're a family and and it's not just saying we're connected but you can you can really get that sense that sense of being connected through through the kinetic belief thought forms and like you said it's a thought universe unwavering in our beliefs that's right and what happens healing shows up prosperity shows up relationships flourish and the Substance of peace and joy and happiness begins to manifest for all of us in the same way. And it's just like with the Law of Attraction 100-Day Guided Journal that binds us all together with the uniqueness of our beliefs being uh, in, in agreement one with the other. It's through the linear process of this guided journal that we are 
here together all as one, one day at a time. And I can actually, and I do go through you, uh, through the journey with you, one day at a time, helping you to see your natural one-of-a-kind beauty while fearlessly imagining to dream. I always think it's kind of funny to call it a journal because yes, it is a journal, but it is very much a book as well. It's it's just so packed full of daily, rich, deep um, teachings that we all need, and you you just sort of take us day by day, step by step. Um, you, you just experience almost just this little notch of expansion every single day. And so before you know it, you've grown 100% in 100 days. It's True. just so powerful. We could have called it 100-day guided journey. That's true. Wouldn't that be the, cool? The journey journal. Well, you know, just for example, uh, day mm-hmm. 61, it's, it's entitled, Check Yourself Before You Wreck Yourself. <laughs> right? One of my favorites. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Uh, day, day 60, the greatest power in the universe. And then we discuss that in, in mm-hmm. at length. Day 58, mastering the willful mind. Day 28, calm in the eye of the storm. Well, and I have to say, um, I, I did the design work on the journal and as I was working through every single day, I, I really wanted to make the design, the artwork, the colors, the, the imagery for every single day different because it is symbolic of the journey that you're on and every single day has its own purpose and it has that weight to it. And I think it helps just to continue on, you know, what's on tomorrow? What does tomorrow look like? It's just a fun Beautiful. Book. Fun it's to spend fun time book. with too. Look, yeah, globally, so for it. globally, right here now in the year 2020, we have entered into the beginning of the age of manifesting enlightenment. Yes. We're here collectively. And this is a time to be celebrated and not feared, everybody. This is a time of self-realization. This is a time of rewilding ourselves to become whatever we dare to dream big with our arms wide open, going back to that central core essence of who our creator designed us to be. Yes. Well, this has been great. I wish we could just keep right on going. And we could. We We could could. go for hours and hours and hours. I got got other stuff I need to be doing. What's your favorite fruit? I think it's become the mango. Mango. You know, what is that? I've been craving mango. I mean, it's it's insatiable. It's it's so it's good with other food items. I think in spices and sriracha. Well, it can it can sort of, you know, sometimes I get a sweet tooth for it and then with other times I like it with mm. salt and something spicy. It's so, so good. Make me hungry again. I know my mouth's watering just thinking about it. Well, thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. I cannot wait to see what you have for us tomorrow. Yep. Stephencanyon.com is the website. If you want to get a copy of the Law of Attraction one hundred day guided journal, you can download the digital version or you can order the book right there. Yeah. Kinetic Belief, it's kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com is the email address. And we'll see you back here again tomorrow. Looking forward to it. See you manana. Bye.